Hey everybody and welcome along to this week's edition of the Irish Golfer Podcast. Peter Finnan joined as always by John Craven. Hey Johnny. Hello Peter Finnan. <laughs> How going? are you? Well, not too uh, not bad. Yeah, all is well. All is well in the world. Another week, another win. <laughs> Where uh, stop. Like, it's, been, like, uh, it's, it's, it's bonkers at this stage. It is. We've been trying to write a magazine for about three weeks now, and the bloody text of it keeps changing <laughs> the every day. The boys keep winning. The boys just keep uh, winning. Stop. Uh, so many rewrites. This is, yeah, live action press. Yeah, um, no, unreal. I was golfing. What day was a Saturday in Carton and every like the talk of the club like this was big news, obviously, but you kind of see it on like ground level, I guess, of Irish golf clubs and stuff like how mental it is mm. that two of our amateurs go over to America, 264 player field and the two of them end up in the final like oh. it is insane. No, it is mental. So anyone that doesn't know or hasn't heard it, it's Matt McLean we're talking about. Um, winning uh, the US Mid-Am. So, yeah, it's just a pretty, pretty big event. Like, there was lots of stuff happening. We'll go more in-depth on that now. But um suppose I better get the sponsors plug in really quick. Very smooth. <laughs> Very smooth. <laughs> <laughs> about as smooth as a hammer to the side of the head. So, <clears throat> oh, God, losing me breath, losing everything. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Played by more than 300 tour players worldwide, all by choice. KBS partners with every club manufacturer in the game and offers 31 different shafts throughout the golf bag, including 19 iron options featuring different weights and flexes. All KBS shafts are designed to benefit the game of the broadest range of golfers, from global tour stars to accomplished amateurs and juniors. Make sure to try out offerings from the KBS line on your next custom fit, as they definitely have something for every club in your bag and something to suit every player. To find out more, visit kbsgolfshafts.com. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, back to, you know, Matt McLean. Um, phenomenal. It's just like you're saying, over two, what, 260-odd players playing. 264 teed up, yeah. 264 teed up. Only three international players from outside America. Two Irish. I, yeah. Only no, three non-Americans, and then we get two of them in the final. Like, it's... It's crazy. It's a, an absolute raid. No, it's unbelievable. Um, considering Matthew McLean didn't even know about the U.S. Mid-Am, um, it was Mark Boucher earlier in the year who said, oh, U.S. Mid-Am's at Aaron Hills this year. Like, some of us should really play in that. Um, so the two boys went over and, like, the rewards that were on the line. Like, the whole scenario must have been mental. So, yeah, like, playing golf on Saturday, like, the talk of the golf was like, how are those lads sharing a house the night before going into a final? Like, the, the final 18, as it turned out, knowing what's on the line. Like, it's it'd be really hard to just, like, have your maximum competitive edge. Like, you have to have a ruthless killer instinct, and yet you're having breakfast with your man like you're chewing down <laughs> chewing down your chicken curry eyeballing each other there at night <laughs> there was a lot of talk about who's gonna poison who um <laughs> but it didn't happen um but nah look it, i think hugh and matt have had a couple of tussles throughout the year and hugh's won out the whole time so um i think Matthew was fairly like he said, it's like, oh, it feels a bit 50-50. Like it's, it's hard to see it not go Hugh's way, given his form, given everything else. Um, and it didn't. Like he held it. So the whole week, it, geez, it was a long week. Like there's so many weather delays. 
um it wasn't meant to go into a weekend finish as far as i know no that's um, the thing because of the weather delays so like i've never like i find it hard to believe but like i suppose we don't do many 36 hole finals like outside the amateur championship the u.s amateur and stuff like that in ireland we don't do 36 hole finals i'm not so, a fan yeah no i neither would i but like this this was something that was meant to be a 36 hole final all on the friday obviously with yeah. weather delays and rain delays and the way things that so they ended up splitting the final which is the most unusual thing i have ever seen happen in an event like this like to split a final especially when you take into account the lads are staying together and <laughs> rooming together and you know all in the one house um yeah so it, it, it was a hard one to uh build up for now i know hugh said after because i think what was he was he three down two down two down going two into down the final. overnight yeah. two down overnight yeah he won the last hole on the um first round first 18 holes won the last hole to get it back to two and like he said he was delighted to get off the golf course and just sort of hit the reset button and come back out again the next day and stuff like that but um yeah it was a very strange one it was a very strange one but just such uh it was just such a class spectacle to see the two lads it was just such a pity that we couldn't even the dodgy box didn't have it like it was just wasn't it's not a massive like worldwide watched event it's really closed shop type event anyway um like the guys didn't they did well to get in register interest and um move their way through and i suppose you have to like in past this wouldn't been the type of championship that they could have entered because you've normally home internationals on around this time and other events like that so it's the one benefit i know we've been a little critical on the the season being so condensed and like it's it's over now so that gave them the opportunity to go there and do this and fair play to golf ireland i i seen that the two lads said like it wasn't included on their schedule they only decided a couple of months ago right we're gonna go and do this because it permits and they went to golf ireland sort of last minute and uh said listen can you fund us to go across to this and they agreed and they did so it worked out well yeah big time it was good that the lads played well as well like it, it they were obviously representing ireland irish golf and to get to the final in itself is obviously a massive thing, but to then perform in the final as well, like Matt played really good golf to be two up overnight, went out the next day, shot nine straight pars. Hugh dropped a couple of shots, but then like Hugh wasn't going to go down without a fight, like had a little birdie run on the way in and was looked like he was just going to absolutely catch fire. But obviously Matt held on three and one win, but like the perks are insane. Um, so like obviously us open next year la country club massive the masters that's not a hundred percent but it seems like it is everything but yeah it is the, the main reason they don't i don't know if you like have you read the film is Nicholson? it because is it but, because of the invitation thing no it's because some lads before the qualify to so mid amateur can be you know the working lads a lot of time uh it's not as an elite field as like a u.s amateur champion that it gets straight in or something like that so they like to they, like they like when a Stuart hagstead or someone of that background wins he gets invited yeah. but like you know they've had lads win this before and like raffle off the when it was uh, if you, I don't know if you, if you haven't read the Phil book yet, the autobiography. He goes no, into some stories no, about it. So there's some absolute head cases like that. Uh, Phil uh, spoke about playing against before, uh, as when he was an amateur, like and guys that qualified for Augusta and like 
raffled off their caddy job and stuff like that for the week and sold stuff like that. So, <laughs> like they commercialized the crap out of it. So yeah, oh, so right, now Jesus. it's on a case by case basis. So like one hundred percent, Matt McLean will get an invite to the Masters. Like there's no question about it. With the sort of prestige of another Irish player in the field and how sort of GB yeah. and I players. Um, are kind of held up, uh, you know, on the amateur side of things globally. It's 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 great. It's super to see. I just, it's just, it's a pity that one of them had to. I know, I, like I said it, I commented online on a couple of things as well. I really hope, and I, I like, he probably won't. I don't know, will he or won't he? But it would have been, it would be great if Matt McLean actually asked Hugh Foley to caddy for him at Augusta, because the two of them should be yeah. there in some way, in some shape or form. Now I know you'd want to share that. I don't know, kind of like even if he got him across to like to, to do the part three or something, like you probably wouldn't just, but just to invite him across and be involved in some way because they had such a great week together. It's just a shame that you know winner takes it all and there's no uh, like literally. Hugh comes away, yeah, he he gets automatic exemption into the U.S. Amateur next year, which is a it's a decent thing. But like to get n- into yeah. nothing else is it, it's a tough pill to swallow, especially after the season that he's after having. Like you. You know, it's a record-breaking season, pretty much. Like I think, I think, looking at it, he's played like twenty-four match play game, match play matches this season. I think he's only lost two. He's lost this one, and he lost to Quentin Carew in the close final, and that's the it. Close, yeah. They, it is insane that return. I don't know how Match McLean's caddy will feel about you to get selling his job off to you. Yeah, I know, um, but like. I know, I know what you mean, like the romance. It is, it's pretty heartbreaking to come out of that with not nothing, because obviously, like lots of ranking points and this and that, but, and a couple of invites elsewhere. But yeah, like it's, it's definitely a tough one. Like Matt's been knocking on the door all year, and just like he's been so close, hasn't exactly happened to him. Lost to Collie Campbell in the playoff of the Irish Am at the Island. Yeah, finished behind Hugh at the North, third at the Brabazon, and he talked about like I'm just gonna keep. Like I, law of averages say that if I keep putting myself in these positions, like it's not like he was getting there and like dropping a shot at the last round. He was just being out golfed, and and this time he did the out golfing. So like, it's what a one to win, a one two win. Like Hugh has talked about how obviously he's done so well domestically, won the North, won the South, but he hasn't been able to do it on at any international event really this year. He's he's struggled. So he's managed to put that to bed. He'll have huge confidence out of that. And the two boys are going into now a Walker Cup year at St. Andrews. And like you'd have to fancy them to have every chance to make it. Like obviously they're gonna need to reproduce this form next season. It's a long way out till next September. But like you'd think we'd have a strong hand. And they're both like they're a bit mature as well. Like Match is 29, Hughes 25, I think. Like it's handy to have a bit of maturity on your side as well, and not just be literally the late teens kind of yeah. in college as well. So it's mad. Like it's it's some bloody result. Only the second ever non-American to win it. Yeah, and it's um, the first time Matt has actually beaten Hugh. He says it's the first time he's ever beaten him. Yeah, in a match. Like, so it's 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 good. Like it was nice. It was a nice one. It was it was a nice final to be set up to go into against someone that you've played so much golf against all this year and lost to like you know with so much at stake in that round you know it's a nice rocket just to 
something in the back of your mind. I'm, I'm, I'm I need to beat this fella. Like, and he didn't let it get to him at all. Man. Yeah, like, he really, he really did. Uh, like, they they seemed to settle each other well. Like from the bits I seen, there was a fair bit of talking going around as well. You know, so the way they mixed well, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't one of these like grudge matches or anything like that. Like the two lads had good fun out there. The golf was good. Hugh didn't produce his best stuff in the final, but that that's just the way it goes, isn't it? Yeah, no, they're definitely friendly. Have you, I presume it's a stupid question to you, but have you been to Erin Hills? No. Ah, Jesus. Pete. No. Just one outlier. Not I could have asked any other golf course in the world. But <laughs> no, it sounds like from an Irish point of view, like the, the logo of the, the club is the Shamrock. There's an Irish pub, theme pub in the clubhouse and all. Yeah. Sounds like the two boys would have been right at home there anyway. And it seemed like there was a really good crowd out there because i was chatting to keith egan um obviously irish international and he was saying like no one was out there with them yeah like they were just but they just went their own off like sir matt stayed on i know hugh came back he's back now he's off playing something else today um and matt stayed out there with his girlfriend for the week so he's he's just making a holiday out of it so it's great to see no it's savage i don't know how that's gonna like obviously he's gonna stay on now and uh like continue being an amateur next year he talked about toying i guess with the idea turn pro he's an optometrist by trade i'd be surprised now if he does his usual locum work over the winter which is what he'd normally do i'd imagine he's gonna want to get as many starts as he can i suppose and fine tune for augusta in april um but it's just mad stuff like he's talked about if he was to turn pro he would not like he's thirty next year, he wouldn't go down Euro Pro route. He wouldn't play satellite tours. Well, he's, so he's, UK, he is listed for Q School, isn't he? This year, I'm not sure. I think he is. I think I, he well, is. I don't know. That would change it, though, wouldn't it? Because those invites are gone if he turns pro. As far as I'm, that's aware. the thing. You like you'd leave yourself an yeah. an interesting conundrum if you. Uh, I, I I wouldn't I do it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. And nah, listening to him, there's absolutely no way. I'd say he'll scrap that and go Q school next year. But like, just say off the back of this that he goes and makes a cut at one of those majors and like plays good golf or whatever. You'd like to think then there is, if he is going to turn pro, that he'd get his wish of actually being given starts and opportunities off the back of that to, if he's good enough to avoid satellite tours, because he's definitely not going to waste his time. Yeah, like two or three years on a satellite tour losing money like yeah. at this stage of his life but no listen unreal i don't think it can be overstated how big that was like golf people know it but like i don't know how much coverage it got elsewhere um but like that was just mad stuff that was great great to see um but yeah so away from there the old diego simeone gone marco marco um, marco so there's a course i have played recently Ah, sure, of course you have. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I lost my clubs last month, two months ago. <laughs> so, uh, so, do you know what? Actually, they got a great finish. Uh, it was a pretty average tournament. Rory really elevated the field going across there. Uh, they got Big a great time. Sunday finish. Um, you know, the, the last few co- holes on that course really does, it lends itself to a great finish. Like, it, it's a... It will be a good Ryder Cup. I just, I, I, I was looking at bits and bobs of it and interested to see how the tournament panned out and how it went, how it looked on TV. Because when I was there, it wasn't great. The course layout isn't, it's not superb. Like, it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, logistically, I don't know how they're going to get, like, Ryder Cup 40,000 fans a day going in and out to this place. Like, it'll be mayhem. It'll be like Paris 
again, like just yeah. absolute mayhem. But um, and like the infrastructure around the course, like when I, I was only there a month and a half ago, the driving range was broken. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it, there was no grass. Like it was. But the, the like the golf course itself, yeah, it it's a nice golf course. I wouldn't say it's a great golf course. It's it's a nice track. No, there's some good holes on it. It's a it's a mix and match, but. They got a great finish, and that's that's all you can ask with stuff like that. And they got the they got the players they wanted at the top end for it kicking yeah. off a Ryder Cup a year to go, um, it, you know, dipping their toe in the water, getting crowds on site, infrastructure wise, seeing all that. So they would have learned a lot. It was great that Rory put up a bit of a fight near the end. He was there or thereabouts. Um, Matt Fitz and Bobby Mack, like it, it was just it was a good finish to a to a to a good week. Yeah, it was a good, it, definitely an insight into how they want to play it next year. Like the rough was pretty juicy and I agree with you. Like it doesn't look like much on TV, I wouldn't say. But like, I think when you pack those amphitheaters with fans, it it almost doesn't really matter. Like there's enough risk reward holes and stuff like that, that it's going to be a good Ryder Cup course. I think Bobby Mack had 11 birdies or something on yeah. Sunday, like if like that's gonna be exciting like in match play i think yeah you're right it got a really good result for europe like the fact that himself and fitzpatrick were there victor perez third mcelroy fourth tyrell hatton was in the top 10 as well um at the hodge guards were going well start of the week and stuff yeah like you couldn't ask for much more really like it yeah. was i'm glad for robert mcintyre i think like he's always a good interview he's very honest he's been in the doldrums a bit with his golf like when he was trying to earn that PGA Tour card at the same t- time, trying to get onto the Ryder Cup team last time out seemed to set him back big time. Um, so for him to get a win, I think we need someone like him on the Ryder Cup team next year. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, he really reminds me of Shane Lowry three or four years ago, of the way he's gone about, like focused maybe on the wrong things, just missed out on a Ryder Cup. And then really has just like battened down the hatch of saying, this is where I want to be qualified for the last one came in. And I think Bob Mack will, I think he will qualify for this Ryder Cup. I think he'll, he, he's a proper, like for such a young man, he's a, he's like a talisman on the DP world now. He really is one of the, he's one of the big names um, when you go stop to stop now. And he's, uh, he has that bit of experience going across to the States. I don't think the States will be... He'll play in some of the bigger events, but he values and knows the value now through getting it wrong before the importance of playing as many um, and being strategic about your DP World Circuit and what events you play on that for ranking points for Ryder Cup to actually use that system to his advantage, you know? So, And I think, yeah. like, you know, there's no better way to announce yourself to Luke Donald by winning yeah. on that golf course as well. Literally not. I think that's a bit of a statement in himself because there's definitely a little bit of pressure on that for someone mm. who's never played in the Ryder Cup to be able to deliver that. And I, I liked his like post round interview saying like, if I get punched, I'll punch back. Like he does have fight in him. I remember Mark Worley with Golf Ireland when he was refereeing at Port Rush, and I can't remember the player that McIntyre was playing with who hit the ball into the crowd and didn't shout for. But apparently, like. As they were going down the fairway, McIntyre told it was some American. It was one of the Americans, big, yeah, yeah. Big hitting fella. 
But McIntyre told him exactly where to go, why you should be shouting for, why it was a disgrace that you didn't. And he was only like 24. Like he had every right not to. I can see you scanning your hamster brain there. I think it's JB Holmes. I think it's JB Holmes, but I'm not, I'm not 100%. I don't, th- I don't think it is. I'm Does not going to put Holmes yeah, under yeah. the hammer on this occasion. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I can't remember. But yeah, like, listen, I think he just has everything that you want in a, in a locker room. Um, situation so yeah happy happy days i think mcelroy yeah as you said definitely elevated the event had hopes up that he was going to win until he dunked that one in the water there and um, but like he's competing with a c game at the minute which is just mad stuff altogether and um, so i just i can't wait for next year with mcelroy i'm kind of done with this year to be quite honest with you already in september and there's so much I'm sure the season's already started over the water and i'm already done but like I just I cannot wait for the majors next year. Don't know who's gonna be playing in them, but I just think McRoy, like his wedge play was so much better in Rome again. Um just him having that wedge game could make all the difference, but we'll see. Um but yeah, that like that's kind of it from there. Like a bad week for our boys like Caldwell and Charvin missing cuts. Yeah. Um they're in again this week, French Open. Niall Carney's in again this week. He seriously needs something to happen. Um, like it's a good chance for them, but at the same time, yeah, there's just no real light at the end of the tunnel. Cormac had that one good tournament there, and nothing since. No, hopefully so, here I'll, I'll give you Kyle Stanley. That's who it was. Kyle Stanley, yes, Kyle Stanley. very good. That's exactly what. Geez, he's dropped off the face of the earth. I went quiet there for a second. I'm just going through wrecking my head. I go, who did he ever go? And then it was wrecking my head that much that I just got the phone out here and decided just bang, 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 bang. Okay, Kyle Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Stanley. <laughs> nice. No, um, that's good. That's but yeah, no, it is. It's a, it's another big week this week. The lads do need like we're saying this. <laughs> we're saying this consistently now across. Oh, they need big weeks. It. They're running out of weeks. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed for this week. Yeah, no, big time, big time. And then just staying in Europe, I suppose, Tom McKibb, another good week for him. Yeah, it was um, serious. Like, there's only five events left on the Challenge Tour I was looking at. And, like, yeah. another proper finish. Like, he's just outside the top ten on ten under par. Like, he is, he's really, really good. I did see a tweet. I think it was Brian Keogh sent out a tweet. And I had the stats written down myself anyway. But, like, he was 87th after an opening 74 yeah. Um, and some response then he goes 67, 69, 68 like he is a proper player like, we've been calling it all year we played with him in pro-ams we've spent a lot of time and spoke to him a lot this kid is not going away he is going to claim one of these cards like there's no question about it yeah there's no fear I agree yeah not to be like the English media piling pressure on no the, no well, listen he's grown up with pressure all his life he knows there yeah. is no fear there in that kid he is just he knows what he needs to do and he is well able to do it and we've said it already this is just a start like Tom McKibben gets his DP world tour card I don't think he will hang around very long on that tour either no, I agree. I, like he is, there is a maturity about him as a golfer, like to bounce back from that 74 with what, 67, 69, 68, like yeah. serious golf. Um, I think it's a great apprenticeship if he plays a couple of seasons on the DP World Tour after this, like happy days, can only help his golf in the long run, playing different courses, different grasses, all that kind of crack. But yeah, I just think it's class, class partnership. Chris Selfridge on the bag must be thinking happy days yeah like this this is gonna be a lucrative bag like he's made 125 grand in the challenge tour like that's that's not bad money for challenge tour like first um, year as a pro like it's it's yeah 
It's mad stuff. It's mad stuff. So yeah, no, as you say, he looks not nailed on be unfair, but like, yeah, very, very likely to get top 20. Just looking at the, like the others, like miss cover John Murphy this week. He's, I think he's 30th top 45, make the tour championship, but obviously he wants top 20. Yeah. Um, but if you're not in the tour championships, you're, you're not getting top. Him 20. and Rory McGee um, need, Ro- a, need a big week. Rory McGee, 43rd. Exactly. He's clinging to top 45 at the minute. So, Big time need a big week. Um, and Gary Hurley as well. I, I'd i imagine Gary's putting his eggs in the Alps Tour basket, but plus eight there this week, Mr. Cut. So, um, yeah, he'll like to get a bit of form. I think November is the Alps Tour grand final, and he's sitting pretty at the minute for a, a full cha- challenge tour card off the back of that. So hopefully he'll keep it going. Yeah, no, that's what it's all about. Um, yeah, but this is what I mean. Like, I, I'm telling you, like, I'm feeling not burnt out with golf, but whatever. Like, like the new season has begun, the Fortnite Championship, and I'm just thinking, give us. <laughs> Did you watch season. it? Did you watch it? I actually watched. I, a bit well, of it. I watched the calamity <laughs> at the end. Ah, it was an insane finish. It was That's like, what I was watching. It was just. It was absolutely. I was never as shocked watching golf. Like, like he played so well. So Danny Willett up to that point, did everything right, did everything you would do to get yourself into a position like that, and, like, the up and down he had on 14 to bend it around a tree, like, hook it around a tree into a back left pin, and then hold the put down, the putty hold on 17 then in, like, it was absolutely hosing down rain for the whole round, and he just had it on a string, he knew what he was doing, looking at his putting stats, like, all week, he was on it on the putting, tied second and putting for the week. He like he hold if any pro that holds like you know over ninety feet of putts in a round is a good round. He had a hundred and twenty feet of putts in round two, and even you know we'll get into what happened on the eighteenth now in a second. But despite that, he still hold over a hundred a hundred feet of putts in the final round. So like he hold the yardage. The putter was the strongest club in his bag all week, and Listen, it ends like that. Yeah, I just, you can't read too much into this. Like, you can talk about, yeah, how it finished, but like... No, listen, I saw only good I putters, don't... only really good putters miss putts from three feet. Or three put like that from three feet. Because they're confident enough they're to actually go for it. One. And they're not yeah. worried about the one back. So, like, in his head, he was hammering that put at it. He was so confident. It, it never entered his... I do not think it entered Danny Willett's like, head that I'm going to miss this. There was no fear. There was no nothing. It was just, I'm going to take this and do it. He got it wrong. And then, boom, then you're in a situation of, holy shit, i got to hold this one coming back. And he definitely thought about it on the next one because he rushed it. He was out of his comfort zone a bit. Like, there's so but, much to be said. Yeah. Like, Homer just... We're always Homer's told, bananas. yes, yeah. like Homer, <laughs> like, you know, he hits a good drive, puts it down into the bunker and duffs it out of the bunker pretty much to show you yeah. the green. And I thought, tournament over, here we go. Like, you never but expect a guy to chip that. it in. But that's the thing, you never expect. And did you see the the smile, like when they cut to Danny Willett, like yeah. he was kind of laughing, chewing gut, well, uh, well I thought it was chewing gum, it could have been vomiting his mouth now looking at it, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, or just the LCBD uh, yeah. gum. But um, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was a tough watch after that, but like, he did everything right, like Danny Willett laid up to a good number, like he hit three wood out of the rough, put it up there as far as he could, left himself like a 90 odd yard shot, stuck it into three foot seven. You just Brilliant don't shot, expect, yeah. you don't expect Max Homer to chip in when he did. 
And even if he did, you, you always expect, like, right, he's three foot seven inches. He left himself four and a half foot back. And yeah, it was just. I hammered that first putt. Like, I definitely think the smile um, told you that Willett didn't expect him to get it. Or even if he was saying to himself, he's going to get this, I just thought it was a, a funny reaction. I know Willett said that he expected him to get it. But I just you always I do, yeah. But like, there's not many players. Put it to this, yeah. And you're right in what you're saying. Tiger wouldn't have even looked. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't know. They would like they'd hear the roars and they go, "Yeah, fair play." But like, you're just focused on what you need to do. They're like players yeah. at the very top of the game. Rory probably wouldn't have even looked. He just would have heard the crowd reaction. Yeah, he's up. I'm focused on my put. I have this to win because that's what. Like he had a foot from three foot seven to win on the PGA Tour. Like, yeah, that's as good as it gets. That's They're, what you dream oh, the, the margins are disgusting. Like, I, I definitely think he hits that first putt harder out of pressure. Second putt, I actually thought was a good putt. Yeah, yeah. I, like, it didn't look like he pulled it. Like, I just think maybe a misread. He said that, like, Justin Lauer was playing with him and that his, whatever putt he had affected his line. Um, but like, there's no doubt that first putt was a nasty putt. Like, pace was wrong, line was wrong, yanked. Did see this stat up to defend Danny Willett since 2011. He's held eight 54 hole leads and he's won six of them and five of them by multiple shots. No, like, Danny Willett is, is not a bottler, absolutely not a no. bottler. This is a very unusual turn of events the way it's happened, and I think Danny Willett will kick on from this. It's just so yeah, unfortunate, it's very early in the season. You know, he would have been exempt through to 2025 if he, if he hold that putt. And when you think yeah. of the riches and uh, what's coming on the PGA Tour, to be exempt through into all the big events between now and 2025, like all the closed fields events, all these enhanced purses and stuff like that, it's probably worth 20 million quid to him. Yeah, I know. It is. It's absolutely sickening. Like, he's got a serious... Like, it is a good start to the season. If he's played his way into a second-place finish, you're talking about it totally differently. Yeah. Um, like, he's still got, I think, 850 grand for a second. But he's going to be hot coming into the next few weeks. I think he will be there or thereabouts. He is a streaky player. When Danny Willett finds something, he does yeah. stick around for a while. So I think he will have a consistent next couple of weeks anyway um, on events. And, like, it'd be great if he could get up there again. Because he's lost his... His five-year exemption from winning in 2016 um, at the Masters on PGA Tour. So he was he ran out on his exemption this year already. So he like that's it's a long way to earning his tour back his tour card back for next season already. Um, yeah, you know he's quality, Danny Willett. Like yeah, I is. know he was a, a surprise winner at the Masters, but the way he won that Masters was like he was made a serious stuff. The chip on seventeen, like I'll never forget that chip. Yeah, off the back. Of the I'm the same. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was class. so good. Like it was class. So yeah, like he's like he could easily be a Ryder Cup player next year if he gets back into any semblance of that kind of form. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, and we need no, guys like that. We need guys like that because Danny Willis, the type of guy, like you're saying, the stats show. Under pressure, he performs. Yeah, no, it'd be massive. Happy for Homer. Max Homer's like a big fan of him. He's a good personality. He was he was as shocked as anyone. He, I think he was apologizing to Willett um, after the tree putt. Um, but like his swing is just so smooth. His tempo is unbelievable. He went into that event, he said, with a chip on his shoulder. He was actually the bookie's favorite. But lads were saying that if the live guys hadn't gone, he wouldn't be playing President's Cup this week. 
and he took that as a bit of a slight. He's won four <laughs> events now in 40. So yeah. that's like a 10% win rate. Like that's serious going. No, it is. It's proper. Um, so yeah, like they have a proper player in him now. Um, and yeah, I think he'll, he'll only go one way. Like obviously majors are kind of next up for him to contend in that. But it was a good, another good week. Like I feel like every week we have to, you almost qualify like who's winning on which tour or whatever. Like that was a good week for the PGA Tour to get that Absolutely. Win, to get that and to see, you know, evolution in the game. Um, you've guys like Taylor Montgomery, Justin Lauer up there on leaderboards. These are guys that are coming off current ferry hot. They've experienced stuff over the last couple of years. The guys that have moved on and took their big paychecks from the Middle East, let them off. These new kids are coming through and they're producing good scores and they're mixing it and we're getting drama and these guys are getting the opportunity that they need and that's it. It's it's nice to see guys like that coming along, you know? Yeah, no, big time. Um, so do you, do you want to talk about Chicago? Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. Let's go. Now that we're on Middle East, go on, go for ah, it. So the, 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 the rival tour to PGA Tour, let's, let's go live. Ah, I feel like it's... Um, like almost the comedy segment of the podcast if we can start talking about live because there's almost weird shit that goes on in the events um but no just going back to my like feeling saturated with golf and like no off season with the pga tour and no rest and we're into the new season again and now on top of that i have this other golf tour which as you know i'm not going to pay attention to but even if i was that way inclined where do you fit it in yeah. having three different tournaments on over the weekend not to mention all the other stuff that we have to cover amateur wise and all like when are you going to watch this stuff and by the looks of it not many people were watching no it is so, getting it's getting worse as well it's getting well you have to start yeah. off by saying like they're being hammered world ranking wise they're starting to cry a bit now when you look at the official world golf ranking of the field in chicago was 311 yeah. That is the average world ranking of the field. Yeah. Now, it's, it's starting to slide, lads. It's starting to slide. I did read some funny tweets uh, the other day as well about, like, before we get into some of the stuff that's gone on, uh, some of the funny tweets on, yeah. uh, you know, being it's the second best tour in the world. It's, it could be the best tour in the world and rivaling the PGA Tour and some of that back. The only rivals to live golf is renewable energy. <laughs> 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 I just started laughing. Lad just came on and just said, the things you need to be looking out for are solar panels and electricity. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I just stuff. thought it was brilliant. It was just cut down straight away, but yeah, it was good. But um, Definitely. I completely agree. Like, all right, they get Cam Smith winning. Cam Smith should be winning. Cam yeah, Smith yeah. should win every single week. Like, there's not, like, fair enough, Dustin Johnson is still arguably a top 10 golfer in the world. Cam Smith joined there when he's second best. Outside that, you have nothing. But Absolutely outside, not. yeah, but the scores are as, good. As things stand. Yeah, as things stand. The scores are good. Like, that, yeah, they're, they're coming in. They're, they are shooting good scores. They're shooting good numbers. There's just nothing to benchmark one off the other two. Like, people coming on, and they might be right, yeah. You know, DJ is the most informed player in world golf at the moment, you know, is what they're saying. And then Cam follows up his win at the Open with another win now first in to live it's just it's so there's no way to benchmark how good these are who's playing well who's not playing well compared to the overall golf tour experience you know so i don't like because they're not playing against each other it's so disjointed it's so sad to see but like it's happening and that's it but it was some good golf can played some proper golf there like he did but as you say it's just trying to figure out the benchmark like it's like 
if Kylian Mbappe goes like when those Chinese clubs are playing mad money for top players and like he goes off and scores a hundred goals in a season in China, like I'm not gonna have a benchmark of how good the Kylian Mbappe play over there. Like is he even trying? Yes, Cam Smith is obviously still playing well. He's literally only a few weeks after winning his major. Yeah. And uh, but like outside that, yeah, it's just so hard to actually figure out what the hell's going on. I, I said it to it, a guy the other day, like it's only their fifth event now. Can you name two of the five winners like outside that? You know, you take DJ away, you just go, right, who won the other three? Yeah, God. I'm actually trying to think now. I'm kind of glad. I couldn't I do it. I had to look it up. Oh, like, it was Stenson, Stenson won Stenson one. Yeah, yeah. Won, which is an absolute indictment. Before he got his vertigo. <laughs> Before he got his <laughs> vertigo. Stop. Uh, listen, like, no one cares. No one cares about the no individual one cares. stuff. This is right? true. No this one cares. True. It is all about the team. It's another four aces win, baby. They're making history here every single week. People will ask you in a few years, do you remember where you were when four aces went four in a row? Like, it's <laughs> Hall of Fame level shit at this stage. It really it's getting is. getting that to the Dublin footballers now. It's, it's bad. I Split saw four aces and two. Split four aces yeah. and two. <laughs> yeah. But they are, they're starting like... Pocket aces would be grand. It's unbelievable. Um, like, but it's the most electrifying teams in sport entertainment history they're turning into. I haven't <laughs> seen, like, the only thing I can compare it to when I was researching it is, like, the Hart Foundation versus Demolition in SummerSlam 1990. You know, two oh, just like serious, serious teams going together for the WWE Tag Team Championship, you know. Um, <laughs> you have Commissioner Greg Norman. He's not afraid to mix things up, just like Vince McMahon did when he went best out of two out of three falls, just to live it a classic. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, evidently it is. Well, Taylor Goose said it's another one for the good guys which I thought was a lovely little dig at Shane Lowry from an absolute arse. But uh, <laughs> it's still good that he didn't let... Because in fairness to Lowry, he shouldn't be getting away with saying what he said either. So it was nice that Gooch bit back. It's a bit of crack. They're having a bit of crack with it, but it's been played out in a real oh, public, it's, it's a, dirty, yeah, horrible way. A, That's all. Petty and useless. I saw Alan Shipnock had an unnamed PGA Tour player who was quoted as wanting to punch Taylor Gooch in the face. <laughs> I don't know if that was Lowry, but uh, yeah, he wouldn't name. Your man was like, I'd love to go on the record and tell you that, but I just don't want this attention. <laughs> like, I don't want uh, the media hounding me and putting me into this kind of a setup. Yeah, but no, uh, it's not, <clears throat> it's listen, not good. It's it just weird. So like, uh, even reading this, like Greg Norman had his... Uh, like a, an usual post after on Instagram, like when someone wins, it's like, who's questioning the real number one and two in the world? On top of that, they are happy. Their families are happy. Their wives are happy. Their caddies are happy. The Live Golf team is a family. Everyone is in this together. This has never happened on the PGA Tour. As Cam Smith has said, we have given golf a heartbeat. Like, what are you on about? <laughs> no one has ever, basically he said, no one has ever been happy on the PGA Tour. Ever. Yeah, have you ever heard such shit? Like, <laughs> unbelievable. The caddy thing is really annoying me. Um, the whole like, oh, the caddies are treated like human beings over here. It's so great. And, like Brooks Kepa was coming out saying this. So why hasn't Brooks Kepka ever spoken out about the mistreatment of caddies on the PGA Tour for the last 10, 15 years? Like, yeah. what's the issue? Like the hypocrisy. Well, Liv paid real. caddies as well. That's the thing. Liv were paying caddies to like. Maybe that's why across. the players are so happy then. Yeah, yeah. There's one less expense for them boys <laughs> to worry about. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, uh, it's just, it's getting into like cult kind of fantasies and just the constant, the fact that they're constantly having to tell us how good it is. Yeah. 
doesn't speak for how good it is. Um, like you should be able to pick that up watching it. But yeah, looking at the numbers on Sunday, sixty-one thousand watched on average. Like that's pretty brutal on YouTube. Now they were up against the NFL, but as someone pointed out, less than forty thousand watched on Friday, and that was with no clash. Like that is can't be sustainable. Like I don't know what TV deal you're gonna get, but half them are paltry numbers, and half them probably are bots. Yeah, (laughs) like it's madness. But in saying that. And I know you agree with me. The biggest yeah, takeaway. I know where one. you're going. The, number one going. highlight of the year. Absolutely. Never mind the weekend of the season. Off with his oh head. Oh my God. Off with his off, head. Off with his head. Oh, there were so many good ones. The rope dope. It was just, it was all class. Bryce and the Shambo. What a goon. Nearly decapitated himself with a rope. Like literally did it to himself. And then, like, did it to me. Oh, then, it's Sideshow like, Bob with a rake stuff. Like <laughs> literally mad. Like. <laughs> Literally did it to him. Even though people are blaming the caddy now, I see. Throwing the caddy under the bus. When would you get it? Listen, uh, there's so much wrong with that. We could spend a half an hour talking about How he the took rope. the towel off the caddy is just the most <laughs> petulant thing. It, it really did. It, it just it, I've watched it so many times now. And the more I watch it, the more I just laugh. I just, it's so good. It is so oh, good. Just- absolutely it's just that's the epitome of the man like yeah. forget about the, the moment and all the rest of it like if for anyone to have that in their locker just speak volumes for them and i like said on twitter like uh erling Haaland or whatever like that video came out from him with man city during the week and all the players are throwing the jerseys at the kit man and he goes over and hands it to the kit man and everyone's like that is like just an unbelievable human being right there to have the respect for a kid man like that. Deshaun, but I thought that was the most over the top reaction to someone handing someone a jersey ever. But Deshaun Buzz is the total opposite, where literally, yeah, should be burned at the stake for doing what he's done. He's a horrible man. Oh, like, I, just, literally, there's, I thought oh. it was so good when, like, the security guy, so two guys that arrive in the scene for like a steward and a security man, and the stewards explain, oh, I did it to the rope. And the security guy looks at the rope and goes to grab it, like, flexes it a bit, <laughs> like he's going to throw the rope out. Like, how dare you do this to one of our superstars? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> uh, my favorite. I, there was too many favorite tweets, but one lad there, like talking about the when Bryson's on his knees, like, and everyone's just standing around horrified, and your man's like having to stand there and pretend to be concerned about an adult who bumped into twine must be wild. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> literally, bump into, there are people defend now. Oh, how would you like it if you got a rope in the eye? Like, yeah. even that as a sentence is insane. <laughs> uh, like, I've no doubt they, it might have hurt, but Jesus, he didn't half go on about it. Yeah. No, no, it is. Uh, they've kind of ruined, you know, moving on from live, like they've they've ruined what, now it's never a good spectacle anyway, but we're into President's Cup week this week as well. They've kind of, um, when you look at the players that are missing from this, it's probably a flavor yeah. of what we've ahead of us from for the Ryder Cup. I don't know how that's going to play out, but like, when you look at like what Trevor Emmelman, he's, he's lost. Cameron Smith, Mark Leishman, Louis Oosthuizen, Schwartzel, Grace, Joaquin Neiman, all to live. Like that's like answer, literally the, answer as well. Yeah, yeah and Abe answer like literally the backbone of his team. Um, you know when you look at Immelman's team, it's not. I, one thing I can't work out about this, and I've seen um, who's it has a go all the time. Scott Hand. Do you follow him on Twitter? Oh, He's yeah, mental. Gosh, he is mental. Yeah, There's a no. lad that doesn't. But he pulled up some good points. Like, how is someone like Ryan Fox not on that team? In top he 50 was just in the world. Because they brought in uh, 
it was a Pendrit, the Canadian. He was outside the top 100 instead. Yeah. Taylor Pendrit. I, yeah, yeah. I have no idea why that, like a, a few people pointed that out. It's a crazy omission. It's just, it's just so PGA Tour centric. Like it doesn't really speak much yeah. for the strategic alliance that the lads go on. Min Woo Lee is another one like that. Like, you know, they're European Tour stalwarts. They're inside the top 50 in the world. And like they. Who've both played majors and yeah, played yeah. well at majors. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it makes no sense. But like that's on him on them. Yeah, I, I know, guess. definitely. I like. I agree. It's absolutely ransacked that tournament. I like the Americans. Probably like Bryson's not in form. Wouldn't have made the team. Dustin Johnson's probably the only one they're going to miss. On the Ryder Cup comparison, though, I wouldn't necessarily agree. Like I don't know who we need. Like yeah, we're going to be blooding a lot of rookies next year. But how good is Poulter, Sergio, like they oh, yeah, all no. were Wayne and last year. So I don't yeah. actually think it affects us that badly next no. year. Like if geez, if some of our proper players went, we're in bits. Um, but I think at the minute we're fine. I was interested, Matt Fitz was quoted as saying he'd play with whoever. Like he just wants to win the Ryder Cup. And he said whatever like little in house feuds are going on like that none of that is bigger than winning the Ryder Cup. So he just wants the best team. And there'd probably be a lot of Europeans think in the same way. I don't think the the rifts are that bad between the European players. To be no, and like you're saying, Daryl got like you look like Davis Love players that he would have had at his disposal. DJ Brooks, Bryson, Patrick Reed, Kevin Na. It's not really when you look at the team they have. Justin it's not Thomas, make or break. Yeah. yeah, like Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantley, Sam Burns, Fino, Billy Horschel, Kisner, Max Homa. Xander Schauffele, Morikawa, Cam Young, and Jordan Spieth. Like, that is a proper team. Like, that That's is stupid. serious. I think, I think it's 12 of the top 18 in the world, I read somewhere. Like, yeah, it's like, mental. And like, they're just going to keep producing. There'll be another six players that we don't even know now. They're yeah. going to be that good to come next year. Um, we'll be yeah, there. no, it is, man. We'll, we'll take but it. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, home advantage will count. We'll take <laughs> yeah. it. Um, <clears throat> But no, beyond yeah, this week as well, like we have, I know there's other tournaments to wrap up, but we've kind of gone into a preview of President's Cup. We have uh, Ladies Irish Open Week, Women's Irish Open Week. Yeah, well, that really should have been prioritised ahead of President's Cup, but listen. Uh, that was my fault, that was my this. fault, that was my fault. <laughs> I know, listen, massive week. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. The weather's good, got a, a decent September, thankfully. I think Tremol and Castle are expecting 25,000 through the gate, which would be not bad for a first year. I think those numbers are probably conservative. If you have Leona Maguire in contention oh. on Sunday, it's a different kettle of fish altogether. Absolutely. And it, like in a good way, a bad way for Leona, like she missed a cut last week. She's coming out. So she got in earlier. She arrived on Sunday back home, got down to Tremol on Monday. So she's have a full week prep on the course. She'll have... A lot of work done. Wouldn't been the ideal way to prep for her, but it's like having a week off the week before. It's it's perfect for her now. She knows the importance of this tournament coming back and what she needs to do. I think she's like ready, willing, and able for any pressure that comes at her. She's getting there early to try and do her different off-the-course stuff for media obligations, all that, get it done, and she's there to win. She's the clear bookie's favourite. 
Um, she she actually she's a close bookie's favorite. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I know with Ling a clear Graham, home bookie's favorite. <laughs> well, but apart from them two, I think they're both around like seven to two in the betting, and then it's eighteen to one after that. Yeah. Pia Babnik, who is an absolute prodigy. If anyone gets to watch her, she was youngest ever player to get an LET card. She's already won twice. She's only eighteen. Um, so yeah, have a look at Pia Babnik if you're down there. But yeah, agreed. Leona's loss last week is a tournament's gain, one hundred percent, big time. Um, I saw she was down there getting a golf lesson off Davy Fitzgerald as well, so <laughs> she should be in good nick this week. Um, but listen, I, I don't know what happened with her last week. She definitely is tired, as we've said before. Um, if she can't raise it in front of her home crowd this week, I'd be very surprised. And been a lot of people talking her up. Laura Davies, I saw, I think it was off the ball, had her on talking about how great Leona was in the team room and the Solheim and how she was expecting her to be this kind of quiet character and how she couldn't have got it more wrong. And um, yeah, I think like there is a lot of pressure on Leona. She's not going to worry about that. She I loves it. Think. She thrives on it. Yeah. Like, no, it'll be good. It'll be good. Disappointing. I know she's still out, but uh, we're not going to see Olivia Mahaffey this week. I was looking at the the entry list yeah. so she's uh, still taking a bit of time away so probably the right decision to do it's not, not the week to come back in so wishing Olivia well again in in her recovery and things so, so uh, but we have a lot of Irish amateurs playing yeah I think Olivia Costello is the youngest from Roscommon 14 she has the school ba- books packed for the week like it's mad stuff getting this kind of exposure at 14 um, but yeah there's a, there's a load I think we made it touched on it last week but because like the college system has started back in america like beth coulter's gone and lauren walsh and all the like lauren walsh had a great win with wake first um last week first event back um that like it gives people the chance like an olivia costo katie poots who won the bridgestone order of merit gets a chance rebecca Gardner there from clan the boy and um, marina joyce moreno's in it aideen walsh who is a member at Tremolan and la hinch um, and there's someone else. And this is me, top of my head here. This is, I'm this impressed. Is tough, I'm tough impressed. Knowledge. I'm impressed. Uh, but no, I am. I'm, miss, I'm missing one. I am missing one. There's six Irish amateurs in the field. Um, but yeah, no, it is. It's absolutely brilliant. And fair play to Dramolin as well. Like been reading a lot about it. And we've been putting stuff on the site about like their investment in this tournament this year and how they're feeling like they're custodians of the tournament. I think it's costing them about half a million euros by all accounts to host the thing. Um, like they've underwritten the event in the hopes that years two and three of this deal, like that the thing is just going to take off. Yeah. Like we have a piece going out with Leona McGuire um, about like pushing for a new date and how a summer date would be much better. But like the idea is to get like corporate Ireland fuller behind it, get a better field, maybe a few PGA players, maybe co-sanction down the line, who knows? And yeah, have a serious event. Like it's not going to be that level this week. Um, but hopefully it's a really good start and people go out and support it and it can only get better from here, I reckon. And there is, like we're saying, yeah, they're expecting 25,000 people throughout the week. There are plenty of tickets available for this, so get Big online, time. get onto the website, get your tickets. They're so, it is really cheap. Like you're looking at, like kids are free, 15 quid for adults to get in, 15 euro to get in and watch a day's golf. They have all sorts of festival stuff arranged around yeah. the golf course the setup tented looks village yeah. setup looks really class real family orientated as well so it, it looks really good so like if you have kids that want to get into golf or have seen it on tv 
get them in the car, get them down to Drumoland, and uh, like you are gonna have a proper day out. Especially if we get the weather that's been forecast. Like it looks like we're getting a bit of an Indian summer this week again. So we've uh, no rain, hopefully, and just decent, decent enough conditions uh, to get out there. So it's it, it has the makings of a great day. I'm I'm looking forward. I'm getting in the car after we're finished this and heading down tonight. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, here, here, Pete. Definitely got down myself for luck. Um, um, but yeah, no, Euro other Pro. than that, Euro Pro is the last one yeah. that like we're looking forward. That's their last. Uh, so on the Euro Pro schedule, the, their last event of the main season is this week. So we'd uh, quite a bit of moving and shaking last week. Dermot McElroy runner up finished. He's all but secured his card now. Like even yeah. the uh, he was already in. I don't care. He what was. Say, yeah, but yeah. He but definitely is in now. Yeah. Mathematically now he's pretty much there. Stuart Grehan, he's closed the gap slightly money-wise. Didn't have a great week, but did enough just to stay where he was last week. He's up to eight yeah. on the order of merit. Uh, like it's a, it's a strange one. I don't know where you'd rather be. He's only like a thousand pounds off top five that get their automatic challenge tour cards. Would you like to be just on the edge and chasing coming in, or would you like to be in that fifth spot going into the grand final with a target on your back and loads of other guys? I'd like to be on the outside looking in, chasing. I'd bottle it either way. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> no chance. Um, no, he's, but, put, he's uh, put himself in a great spot anyway, Stewie has. He's done really, really well, so... Um, you know, he's just on the cusp. I of yeah, that. I actually don't think it matters to him. He's playing so well. Um, and the fact that it's at Locker and he's going to get lots of practice, he's going to have a caddy and all the rest of it. Um, like I would, like if there was a betting market on it, which there isn't, I, I'd be fancying him to get into the top five. I just think everything's just timed so well and fallen into place for him. But the only thing is, what is it? It's three a month. weeks away? Yeah, it's a, a month, month away. Yeah. So like obviously a lot can change in a month. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he might have a challenge to a start before then, maybe, probably not. I don't really know. Like he's turned down a couple. Um, but yeah, just about keeping sharp now for him, I guess, and, and hoping to keep it going. Yeah, so in the like top sixty is gonna be decided this Friday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week is the three tournament days. And um Rona Malarney actually played as well. So he had a T four finish last week as well. So he jumped thirty one spots on the order of merit to get inside the top fifty. He's now at 53rd, so a solid week for him this week. He'll get him into the grand final. Conor O'Rourke also, he's pretty much on the bubble, needs a decent week just to stay in the top 60. He's 58. So we could we, like we could have four Irish um, out of 60 um, vying for five cards um, playing in there in Lockhearn. So it's really, really good. And they all have a chance, like we said before, the way this thing is set up, like the grand final in Lockhearn is... It's more than double a normal event, so the winner gets twenty five grand. So if someone like Conor O'Rourke just scrapes in to the grand final and wins the tournament, he will probably end up in fourth or fifth in the order of merit. Um, yeah, just oh, the it's way so it, top heavy. Yeah, just the yeah. way it pans out. So, but McElroy mathematically, uh, Dermot McElroy has his card wrapped up because even if someone does overtake him there's not enough money going further down like there's 25 grand for first maybe 10 grand for second five grand for third so there's there's he's so so far ahead mathematically it's nearly impossible for that law you're sounding like a real dub when you're doing your mathematically mathematically Uh, (laughs) no but he'd need like he'd need max homer to chip in twice to do him yeah yeah no ah listen he's made no secret he wants to get off that tour i think 
yeah, Dermot's finally managed to do it. And like golf is golf. That's a like it doesn't matter where these lads are playing. Like the setups are fairly similar. If you're playing good golf, no matter what tour, like if you just time it right, you're gonna get there. It's just about getting the starts on the bigger and better tours. So no doubt people like Dermot, he's already proven he can contend and challenge tour events anyway. Um and yeah, hopefully Stuart gets there as well. If we got two and five, it'd be that's a mad achievement. Like that'd be class. Well, when you think of it, yeah. it'd be two of five on that. Like we're guaranteed one. Gary Hurley coming from the Alps, we're pretty much guaranteed his tour card as well. So there's guys fixing their uh, challenge tour cards. Like we're all lining up there in, in on the challenge tour. You know, so the way when you think of what John Murphy did last year, what Tom McKibben is doing, like the future's bright. Big time. Yeah, keep churning them out. What an island, huh? <laughs> um but yeah just on the roundups then um a couple of over 50s gentlemen who had half decent careers themselves darren clark and podrick harrington t11 finishes sanford international steve stricker won it which uh kind of makes the charles schwab cup the money list thing a bit more interesting stricker is a good third now harrington about 120 grand behind stephen acre and um, so he's he's all in um, trying to win the order of merit over there, which would be unreal. PGA Cup didn't happen. Um, probably, yeah, big disappointment for David Higgins and Simon Thornton, both beaten in their singles matches. Seven GB and I debutants at Fox Hill, so it was going to be a big ass. They lost in the end 15.5 to 10.5. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I, I'd imagine a great experience. It sounds like it was a really good event. Um, DJ Russell, the GBNI captain, was full of praise for the event, said everyone had a, an unreal time, but yeah, obviously not the result that they wanted. Irish PGA in Connemara. I believe Neil O'Brien has great headlights in his car. <laughs> he put it up on social media, didn't I? I'm not sure if you've seen it. Like, he's out literally. <laughs> I did. I missed it, no. He's literally just clipping balls. Like, like there was not, like, there's obviously no driving range or lights or anything like that. So he's just out in the field somewhere, just with the, the car lights on, just clipping balls. And obviously, just killing cows. Obviously, killing cows and sheep, left, right, and center. Obviously Unbelievable. Worked. Yeah, stopped. No, himself and Michael McGeady. Couldn't be separated. 36 hole Connemara Pro Am. Um, shared the spoils a nine under par. Serious scoring. Um, as Nobby said, the the weather was as kind as you're going to get it in Connemara, which made the scoring a bit easier. He opened with a 67, shot a second round 68. Michael McGee was winning after an opening 75, or sorry, opening 65, um, followed up with a 70. That's his third win of the season. Two in quick succession as well. And that was, I think that was Nobby's first win. His first year. win this season, yeah. And he's playing consistent yeah. golf. He's found something over the last while, so fair play yeah. to him. No, serious going. Um, and then the Cups and Shields, the, the trials and tribulations of trying to earn a pennant. The month-long festival of AIG-sponsored golf. <laughs> there you go. In Knightsbrook this uh, this weekend. So fair play. Julia Curry sound like the sh- star of the show, in fairness. To be 13 years old. Fearless, I suppose. Royal Port Rush prevailed over Tralee um, to win their pennant on the same day that Castle um, took the top honours over Cork in the Men's Junior Cup. So, yeah, serious going. It was the Women's Junior Cup win for Royal Port Rush. I think it was the day before East Cork. East Cork again, yeah, yeah, serious. Didn't have a pennant on the wall, and then all of a sudden the buses too arrived. They need a new room. Um, they need a new room. They, 
um, unreal. AIG Women's Intermediate Cup winners um, to add to their Jimmy Bruin shield. They beat Edmondstown. Sound like a really close final. Um, so well done to East Cork. That's yeah, mad stuff. Fair play, I'd say. Serious party going on down there. Castle Bar then uh, wasn't quite so close in the Pierce Purcell. Went undefeated, beat Abby Leakes 4 1 in the final. Um, so well done to them. There's one um, more week of that left now, isn't there? Of the Cups and Shields, or is that it? I think, I think we have one more week. One more week. There was no mention, there, there was no mention of it being finished. Um, yeah, no, it is. There, I think so. it, this weekend is the last weekend of it. So you'll be able to keep it, up to date with it anyway on the website. We'll 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 be yeah, lorrying yeah. the stuff on as usual. Oh, absolutely! Now we will. Um, but yeah, no, that's kind of it for the roundup. Um, and like the hero writes himself this week, doesn't he, Matthew McLean? Yeah, the man of near misses. Well, um, I put Matthew McLean. I put the rope that nearly took the head off Bryce and up there with Matt <laughs> McLean. We'll have so we've two heroes this week: the ball of oh, twine yeah. and Matt McLean. That rope, in fairness, yeah, you'd be cutting off that little sliver of rope there, yeah. oxing it off. Um, nah, fully, fully deserved. Um, I ha- I've shout out Will Zalatoris as well. He's not quite at that level, but I loved um, this quote from him: "The money that these guys are giving right now, it's just more money. It's not life changing money. It's just more." He's looked at the projections for twenty twenty five. So on PJ Tour and you could make three million dollars and still lose your card. How can you argue that we're still underpaid? Yeah. Um like yeah, you can't. Um so <laughs> that was that was good. Do you have but any yeah. villains? We just uh, leave it at heroes. Nah. We won't do a villain. We won't do villain. No, I don't yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, <laughs> right, no, well that's it. That's a wrap, I think, for the week. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen next week? I, I can't even tune in for all these cliffhangers. Like, what, what can we possibly win coming this weekend? We'll win the President's Cup somehow. It's so, mad stuff, like. Exactly. No, we'll do something now. Well, like I said, it's all about uh, Drumolan this week and the KPMG Women's Irish Open. Do get your tickets. Do log on to the website. Look it up. You are in for a treat if you do decide to go down. Uh, that's it from us this week. Cheers to John, as always, for his time. Cheers to you for listening in. Uh, you can keep up to date with all the latest Irish golf news on irishgolfer.ie or check us out on our social channels. If you do like the pod, do subscribe as well and do leave comments or give us feedback on it. And we're always interested in what you think and what you're... If, only, if positive you're comments only positive there, no, comments. Only positive comments. Only positive We don't want to be trolled. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Uh, cheers for tuning in and we'll uh, chat to you again next week. Cheers, bye.